This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. We welcome you back to uh, Wrench Nation Car Talk, all you mechanical maniacs that uh, join us every week. We appreciate you. Uh, Frank and Mr. Wally Cahill, welcome back, Mr. Wally. A little uh, drum action for you. There you go. Man, I'll tell you, what a great day. It is a great day, no doubt about it. Uh, what make what I got? You know, the people want to know, Bree. What is making Mister Wally's day super great? Okay, so you know I drive cars. You know I test cars. I've driven and tested three cars today, which is a world record for Mister Wally Cahill. Wally, you're getting it done, man. This is what we appreciate. Uh, we do welcome you back. If you're catching this on a replay anywhere in the world whether it be the internet or some brick and mortar perhaps you're in macy's somewhere and you hear the show we love you uh, this is your car care culture destination you know we try to cover some stories for you make it interesting we also try and make it really known and you guys have reached out a lot of you have gotten on to social media whether it's a wrench nation facebook and you've reached out with your car care conundrums your problems some of the Large estimates or check engine lights, and just know we appreciate you guys reaching out. Uh, you can call during the show, 480-655-8870. That is your home, people. And now think about it. You're driving. There is something happening in your ride. Life happens, and maybe you forgot about it until that symptom came back. It was like a wicked, wicked situation. Now's the time. Call or text 480-655-8870. We are here to help you. And if you're driving and you're wanting to text, how about you pass it to the passenger? You know, the kids can text the problem for you. It's no Bree problem. Bree is uh, here. She was uh, issued from the government, and Bree keeps us safe. Yes. Wally, no texting and driving. Okay. <laughs> so drive fast and take chances doesn't apply here is what you're saying. Well, just behave, people. We know you love the show, and perhaps you're catching this on the phone. Maybe you got an older car you're plugging in. Just be safe and know that we will stop the show for any of your car care questions. That is key to us. That's the premise of the show is to help you out as best we can or get you in a direction for someone in your neighborhood, zip code-wise, that we can refer to you. That is a, a community-minded garage. I thought about the show topic, and you know, I, I think I think we can lay low a little bit, Wally, on some car care tips and just go and have some fun. Yes. And concept go, cars. I'm telling you, concept why do concept cars exist? Where do they come from? And a lot of you are asking the same thing. You may have seen it on a showroom floor as a teaser. Perhaps you saw it at the uh, car show somewhere, New York Auto Show, Detroit Auto Show. Wally, our show topic is those legendary. We picked legendary for a reason, sort of set the pace and the precedence for future cars of production. Why even a car concept or a concept car? Well, it, it's a marketing ploy, basically. What, what you know, what the manufacturers are doing is they're trying to bait the public. What needs to be out there? Let's go ahead and throw a few cool cars out there. Put some fins on them. Put some wings on them. Put some spinners on the hubcaps. Let's see what the people like. Me, I want a car with a fifty caliber machine gun with a turret. <laughs> I love know, that. Yeah, because traffic is just kicking my butt. Well, that happens. People, I, now we're we go away from concept car to concept traffic situations we're gonna someday cover ideas from the common person about how to manage traffic there ain't no concept happening here 
bring technology to save the day. I could see, you know, Wally, with the three cars or so that you, you were knee-deep in, uh, test driving and driving all kinds of situations. Boy, you ought to write a book on traffic and how to resolve. Get off the road. <laughs> <laughs> get off the road and get out of my way. What people fail to realize is that little shoulder on the left and the right yeah. can also be used in a, as an auxiliary lane for passing. Yeah. You know, you know, they don't like it, but I use it from time to time. Concept cars really, as you said, is, is all about what can a manufacturer do to sizzle interest and sizzle the enthusiast, sizzle the automotive journalist to perhaps maybe write a few articles to get, get the crowd and get the audience excited. You know, interesting enough, the car we're reviewing today, which is a 2019 Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, the thing self-parks. I got a story on self-parking. <laughs> Ironically, we did not come together and plan this, Wally. That's going to be a fascinating new car review. Your calls, people, 480-655-8870. Or you can text. Uh, of course, we've got JB coming up here next segment that will have a challenge question on the topic of concept cars, these cars that are sort of seen at these motor shows. And in all fairness, some of these cars will stick to an actual car production, some of those designs. Uh, we are going to cover one of the, well, we've got several people. I know you're interested in these concept cars. we got several of these cars coming up. But first, got to bring you some news. And Wally, I'm always fascinated with this autonomous situation, and particularly Tesla's back in the news. It seems like they're in the news every day, and they have once again stalled their production behind that Model 3. A lot of people are getting a little nervous. They put some big money on that car several years ago for an order, and so we tried to weed through some of the news, uh, some of the news that wasn't perhaps manipulated by, you know how that is. Oh, yeah. You know, we're a fake news, fake news, hashtag the fake news. We try to keep it real. And many of you may have an opinion about Tesla. But the fact is, one of the most difficult things to do is to actually be and launch a car or a line of cars to manufacture a vehicle. Ain't no joke. And then to actually get into some cutting edge autonomous uh, technology. And what I found, Wally, is it all goes back to the battery. Yes. Now, that battery is a problem for Tesla right now. Well, the battery has been a problem for a lot of people, you know, mostly the environmentalists, you know, because what people don't realize, they say, oh, gee, the electric car, the Tesla, we're not burning any fossil fuel. Well, most of the material, and it might be, it might have changed now, but a couple of years ago when, when I did some research on this, most of the material the batteries are made from, it was mined in Canada. It was put on a, a freighter or a boat, sent to Europe, had to go way into Europe, so then it was on a train, on a car. By time the battery actually made it back here to the U.S. to be used, it had covered more miles with fossil fuel-burning vehicles than it probably was ever going to see in the electric state. You know, that's an interesting point if you think about the footprint. We all have sort of a carbon footprint. These cars have a carbon footprint. We're breathing right now. We got a footprint. Some of you breathe too much. You need to slow it down. That footprint's high. Man, even cows have a carbon footprint. They, yeah, you <laughs> ain't know. kidding. But I think the battery issue is always going to be tough. And not just in the fact of how 
they transport in all the miles and all that footprint they're laying. But what do you do with a battery when it's time to go away? Do we ship it to Chernobyl? And I mean, in Eastern <laughs> Europe, we let those people uh, landfill. I mean, uh, no, actually, what they do is they recycle most of the batteries. In fact, if you do some research on, on your automotive batteries right now, your typical regular 12 volt battery is about 80, 85 percent recycled material whether it be the lead, whether it be the acid, or the uh, the actual uh, the casing of it. Sure, so the plastic, those components. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the science and technology is there. I did read some time ago that India seems to be a dumping ground for a lot of our world's wastes. You know, I was in the military. You were in the military as well. Right. Floating out to sea in the middle of nowhere, we called it a scum line. And here is this, like, two-mile-wide, 100-mile-long Nothing but trash. Yes. I uh, wouldn't say there were batteries floating out there. No, but just about everything just else. Everything else, uh, no doubt. So Tesla in the news, we understand they've cut the production down a bit. Have faith in Tesla. They'll, they'll come back. They'll figure that out. We've got the Y job coming. In terms of concept cars, the Y job. You guys want to stick around and find out what the Y job is. One of the key concept cars coming up next. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. This is Wrench Nation. Well, all right, Wally K. Hill and Frank here with uh, Bree in studio. Bree's keeping us straight. We're talking about some of the legendary concept cars. Uh, we mentioned before the break the Y job. Now, you guys are thinking, well, Y job. Why would, what the hey is a Y job? We could not, Wally, have a conversation about concept cars without including one of the most flamboyant and passionate designs out there that really led the way for concept designs. Yes, Harley Earl was yeah. the man. He back was. in 1938. Way back. Before my time. <laughs> Certainly before Bree's time. <laughs> I think Alice was alive. But it was interesting. Alice, for sure, if you're, Alice, you're listening, you call in and you let us know what you think of the wide job. You have to understand when that depression was happening and that stock market collapsed, I mean, for the most part, Wally, car design was basically box on wheels, and it was black. That's right. You could have any color you wanted as long as it was black. Then a box. Yes. I mean, there was no fancy chrome or anything. Well, and it wasn't even really a box. I mean, it was partially wood. It yeah. Was, it was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I mean, it was it was whatever they could afford to you know to take away from the war effort. We got secondary. That's right. There was a big movement, and, you know, resources were tight. Manpower was tight, and it was really just about having something on wheels to get you from A to B. Of course, Harley Earl of General Motors had a, an illustrious career, eventually became VP of GM. That Buick Y job was the first answer to creativity, design, individuality, and they went from sort of the nuts and bolts of function to style. I mean, this is back when hood ornaments started to They were make. cool. And they, and they had lights in the eyeballs that lit up. 
I mean, that was amazing. Bree. So Y job stands for custom cars? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, the it's a Y funny story why the, it became a Y job though. I well, mean, yeah, you know. and so all experimental cars were originally called X cars. Right. And remember, guys, when we go back in this era, this time, the uh aeronautical industry had some influence. X-15. Yeah. I mean, so when these designs started to come about, they said, well, we'll just call it the X job. There was the, you know, the government had the X project. Uh, maybe this is where the X-Men started. Everything was X. What about Generation X? I don't know. Are they? Yeah. They were a long way off. They were, but we were thinking about them back then. <laughs> so the Y job was just something in Earl Harley's mind to be a little different. The Y designation was selected by Earl because it was used extensively, again, in the aviation industry, denoting the most advanced prototypes. So if, imagine if you could sizzle this out to the marketplace and you said, we got the Y job. That, I mean, because people associated that with advancements in technology with the sky above. Right. And so that Y job was really the start of, of the ability to take it away from just scratch paper engineering only to that design and that sort of sizzle tease to the consumer. Maybe we'll have it in production. Art Deco. That comes to mind. Yes. We had construction throughout most major cities, Bree, where, gosh, that was all a part of the landscape. You look at the Empire State Building in New York, it's got... Yeah, Gotham City, Gotham. man. Exactly. Yeah. So that is the Y design, Bree, and that, and that really was a way to kind of relate to cutting-edge prototypes that was the start of, of more concepts to come, and we're going to cover that. Do we have JB online? Well, all right. JB is in here. JB, where are you at, buddy? Yeah, I'm in Albany, New York. Oh, you're, you just got off a plane, I understand. Was that a prototype or what would you, all right? That was the X-15. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> and it flew like that, too, a little windy, right? Yeah, JB, uh, we appreciate you hanging. We know that you've got a tight travel schedule uh, with Bolton. You're traveling, and uh, we appreciate the time. You, you have a challenge question, and, and i got to remind our our listeners, uh, 480-655-8870, get ready, because I've got a giveaway. You can make your choice. I've got a nice uh, headlamp-type device with LED that you can use in your home garage, or perhaps you're a, you're a mechanic that could use one of these LEDs, or we get old-fashioned, and it's cash money, $50 Visa card, so you need to listen. You have a chance. What is the challenge question of the week here, J.B.? Well, it's uh, based on the concept cars that you're talking about, and it's a true and false question, and it is. Mock-up concept vehicles are usually made of wax, clay, metal, and fiberglass. True or false? So you're saying wax, clay, metal, fiberglass. Yes, I mean, glass. glass. We're, we're, we're struggling because we had cake pox before we came on a, Ooh, on a yeah. video. You know, Ooh, we had to start, yeah. but we can't speak. We're not a fish. But uh, you're essentially to regroup here. Mock-up concepts, you're saying true or false, are usually made of wax, wax clay, clay, metal, or fiberglass. Metal fiberglass. All right, so you're listening. Here's an opportunity for a $50 Visa gift card <laughs> or a headlamp set for, uh, you know, back shop operation. Or perhaps you got a six-pack of work on the weekend garage. You could use this uh, LED light. What do you say, true or false, 480 655 
8870 mock-up concepts are usually made of wax, clay, metal, fiberglass. I know. True or false? You don't count because I, you, no. you have cash in your pocket. You ah. can't be included here. Hey. <laughs> Wally, Wally. Wally, yes. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about the, uh, the, this Buick Y job and, and sort of how that first concept came around. And, you know, Wally, you briefly mentioned some of this. Boy, power-operated headlamps. That was, like, cutting edge. Well, and they were vacuum-operated. They weren't electric. Yeah. You know, so if you revved up your motor, they would work faster. That's <laughs> Well, in theory, if you idle it down, uh, you know, you accelerate, you right. lose vacuum. Uh, I've seen that on the Corvettes coming through the garage. Yes. No doubt. If you have a, a crack in that vacuum line, you know, one eye opens and one eye doesn't. That's it. So uh, flush door handles. I mean, consider this, guys. When we go back during the Depression era, early 1900s, you, you got a handle. I mean, it, it looked like the handle on your door, you know, at, at a castle somewhere. It was, Do- there was no Doorknob. That was it. Doorknob. <laughs> it was just a knob. <laughs> so, I mean, it may sound simple to us today, but with this concept car, the Buick Y-Job, it was the innovator for wraparound bumpers. That was a big thing. But again, it was all about aerodynamics. He, it he was. was totally pirating all the aero features that were on airplanes at the time, and the flash and the everything that comes with the airplane. The excitement of it. I mean, what else would you do? And I, I can imagine. You know, we're talking about this Buick Y job. Could you imagine what you'd have for a concept car that actually ran gasoline on one side and alcohol on the other, as well as the moisture sensing? Detecting rain sensor for that convertible top. Next, we're going to talk about another concept car that led the way for some great technology. Stick around. Wrench Nation, Car Talk Radio. It's the thrill of being on the open road and the control of running your own business. It's providing people with the products they need to make their work easier and their lives better. It's a family business in more ways than one. And it's the tools. Oh, man, is it the tools. It's time to think about the future and to join a team that will work hard to make sure that that future is bright. Welcome to Matco Tools. You can't see into the future, but you can get ready for it. You can take care, and for generations we've helped. Because we are Monroe. And we're proud to be a trusted partner in making life's rides safe, secure, and stable. They say fortune favors the bold. We say it favors the prepared. Because being ready for the future is almost like being able to see it. So here's to feeling a little better the day you hand over the keys. Here's to knowing where you're going and who's coming along and to taking care of your most important passengers. Here's to the folks whose dedication, talent, and professionalism have helped millions of people move forward and hold the road a little more tightly. Here's to the journey we're all on. Here's to the next 50,000 miles on the wings of Monroe. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Well, all right. Welcome back, guys. We're talking about the concept cars. Those concept cars that, uh, you know, really were kind of hanging out at the sort of the beginning stages. Of course, you know that concept cars continue that tradition today. You've seen them. Yes, they do tease us as car enthusiasts. We're like, oh, gosh. A, why don't they make that? 
And B, why don't they make it affordable? So we're talking concept cars. And, of course, we've got JB on the phone. He's holding, and we appreciate holding JB. We did ask the question. You can call in 480-655-8870. JB will give you the floor. What was the challenge question regarding concept cars? All right, folks. It's a true or false question, and it is. Mock-up concept vehicles are usually made of wax, clay, metal, and fiberglass. True or false? True or false, people. We don't have to get complicated. Call in or text your answer. True or false? 480-655-8870. Talking concept cars. And, Wally, you know, we kind of covered sort of the the glory years, the big transition years, going from plain Jane, uh, sort of the Depression and pre-Depression, where it was just function. Right. Not so much form, it was just function. You know, the fact that that those cars back then with the wooden-spoked wheels and the little skinny tires, and you see the old footage from the 1920s of these cars long before there were interstates going coast to coast, and they were going through things that most modern-day Jeeps would, would struggle with. And there it was. It was the Model T. It was the Model A. It was Granny Clampett. Yeah, and you know, JB, it seemed like, I'm not saying that cars today, we, you know, we see a lot of cars in the shop, obviously for repair, but it almost seemed like we came from an industrial era where things were built to last. I mean, for generations, you're feeling on the quality of, let's say, some front end suspension components that uh, compared to today with, with sort of these small little tie rods the size of, <laughs> you know, pencils. What do you think, JB? Well, you know, the big thing that made the change, gentlemen, was the fact that gasoline started to become a real price issue. So they had to start thinking about weight. Um, Those vehicles were built big and heavy because that's just all they did back then. And gas was cheap. Engines were big. And everything was fine until suddenly one time the gas price got skyrocketed because OPEC. And now everyone's like, oh, my goodness, we can't build these big boats anymore. So we have to start making them smaller and making them lighter so we get better gas mileage. And, you know, you look at today's gas mileage compared to those cars getting like five, six miles at a gallon, and it's pretty incredible what they've done, but they've had to lighten them up to do it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, that's a good point. We had to evolve getting away from gross polluters. It was, I mean, <laughs> we didn't have sort of the, the politics of gross polluting as we do today, nor did we really. I mean, if you think about it, the Middle East wasn't really on the map uh, as, as a major producer worldwide i mean uh, you know in that respect you know wally i mean gas was you just filled up you didn't think about it back in the 30s i well even back in the 50s and the 60s um i grew up in a family-owned gas station i totally remember we had sunoco 260 which was the high octane fuel that i used to run in my small block chevys that we would build for street racing and it was 19 cents 19.9 a gallon Oh, it's amazing. Gosh, look at us now. Uh, reports out of California that that gas is way, way north of $3.50. I mean, well, no, it's pesos now over in California. Well, yeah, I just got back from Mexico. <laughs> Let's not talk about pesos. Well, listen, JB, uh, we did have someone text in, and they gave an answer for a chance at uh, a $50 Visa gift card or their choice of a LED headlight. I thought we thought both were practical. Uh, they said that was true, all those combinations of what those uh, concept cars are made out of. What say you? Is that right? Is it true? That is true, folks. Help those people out. What a prize. Yeah. Look at us go. you got to win. So please get that information over to Bree, and we'll get you out your choice of prize, LED 
a headlamp or a $50 Viz uh, cash gift card. Everybody could use a $50 $50, bill. $50, man. It's $50. That's how we do on Ranch Nation. I want the headlamp, man. I want the headlamp. I know. That headlamp is pretty cool. It's practical. Headlamp is cool, but $50 will almost fill your tank. Yeah. I know the headlamp is a $70 value. Ooh, we got some Ooh. we got some great friends of Ranch Nation. I'll tell you what, <laughs> but JB, you be safe out there traveling. We appreciate it. We're going to catch you next week for the Bolt On JB Wiser Advisor Challenge Question. You rock, brother. All right. Have a great one, guys. See you, Take dude. care. You know, we mentioned that 1951 Buick LeSabre. All of you out there that are enthusiasts, maybe that LeSabre from 1951 doesn't ring a bell, but if you can just envision the sleek, slender chrome ridden it had the center eye it really took cues that, from a modern jet aircraft yes, fighter yes and, and that single eye in the front moved with the steering wheel now that was think about it people i mean some of these cars in the depression era you had to wasn't it kerosene you lit your light <laughs> <laughs> until it you know i mean i'm being silly with that but the fact is this was an era and that 51 lesabre was a testament you know, we're talking about the advent of aluminum, magnesium, and fiberglass. We take that for granted today, especially on the fiberglass. While of these cars, that was cutting edge. Yes, cutting edge. In fact, now fiberglass has progressed into carbon fiber, which is almost like an unatamium. Uh, Today's tongue twister. We yes. will not eat the cake pops in between That's the right. breaks. Unatanium. Unatanium. It's yeah. unatanium. In other yes. words, it's buku money. Yes. Yes. It's That's what I was trying to say. Unatanium. Is that what you're saying? Well, what we're saying is, uh, it'll add to the cost of that ride. Uh, you had the Subaru on it. It, it had, it had some carbon fiber, uh, lining. the whole roof. The roof was, I mean, yeah. so this is, but back in the day when, I mean, aluminum, again, taking cues from those wonderful jets. Uh, the other thing that was really, really admirable, and we mentioned a little bit about this, the gasoline or methanol, like Indy Roadsters of that period. It had sort of this flexible fueling. Yes. It, long before the Green Initiative was out there, they were already playing with it. Well, I think they were talking to the racing community. Yes. Now, one of the things I think that, that probably steered them away from the methanol was the fact, the fire hazard, you can't see it when it's burning. Yeah. Uh, you know, and right at that same time, they were toying around with, you know, from the aircraft standpoint, they were thinking of jet motors. But then you think, you know, gee, what about the people behind you? <laughs> yeah, you can't just because you're in traffic doesn't mean you need to blow these people out of out of the water there. You know, that no might doubt. be a good thing. Nowadays. I know yeah. that may be uh, that could be chapter two of your traffic. Yeah, book. I'm uh, thinking. one of the other inspirations and we take again uh, for granted uh, when you start your car. That 12-volt system is quietly working. In fact, they are working 42-volt systems on these newer platforms, uh, body control modules, modules just in general. Our voltage system currently is overloaded. But back in the day, prior to this, there was a 6-volt system. 6-volt. That was it. And if you were lucky enough to have something from England that was Lucas Electric, it was positive ground. Yeah. Go we figure. Have, well, yeah. we're going to have to get an engineering electrical show on that one there, Wally. <laughs> hey, yeah. but Tesla, Tesla hit something, you know, the, the original, what was his name? Equal Eye Tesla or something? Yeah, he did. They were yeah. all, they were trying to stuff him, boy. Yeah, man. Yeah. He, you know, we could be cruising around on electricity that's just going through the air and we wouldn't have to even recharge a vehicle. Now, Bree had asked a question. She actually wrote this down because Bree's doing an amazing job on the board. Give claps to Bree. Can we give some claps? Be careful with his loud claps. All right. That was the whole state of Washington right there clapping. 
Uh, sincerely, uh, thank you, Bree. I have to give shout-outs to Bree. Bree's doing an amazing job on the board. But Bree asked, uh, Wally, what does methanol have to do with just the common person? What do you think they were thinking back then when they gave that option of methanol? Moonshiners. Oh. Well, maybe not. Huh? No, I think they were speaking maybe to the racing crowd. Yeah, 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 definitely. But when it comes down to any type of a alternative fuel, when it comes to racing, methanol, nitromethane, anything like that, you have to have a tremendous amount of compression you know, yeah. to actually fire that stuff off. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, that center oval where that electric headlight was concealed. I mean, this was like James Bond stuff. I mean, it was way ahead of its time. That oval jet intake, which was uh, part of what they called the bumper Dagmars. I, I, you know, if you know what a Dagmar is, and if you catch this on the replay, please get on a Wrench Nation Facebook wasn't and, that Blondie's husband? Well, maybe. I'm going to leave that hanging. You know, we don't want to cheat and Google it during the show. Those Dagmar bumpers were later made famous as a clue uh, in that 57 Cadillac, the 57 to 59, if that gives you a clue. Bree. Speaking of shout-outs, I appreciate your shout-out to me, by the way. Thank you. I well, you rock. I, I mean, really. But I love our listeners, man. We just got Rich. Um, rich says Wrench Nation rules. So thank you, Rich. We can't do this without you. And he also says that he remembers the manual front-to-rear speaker faders on the 60s Pontiac models. Yes. Come on, Wally. Yes, yes. Come on. All right, wait a minute. The now, Catalina. Take, the take Catalina. The, Wally, take the people back. Give us a description of what our man Rich is talking about. What okay, is with Okay, this? so back in the day, you had an AM radio. If you were lucky, you might have had FM, too. But it had a front speaker and... They came out with the rear speaker, and it was right in between the the two passengers in the back. It had a chrome grill on it, so you didn't want to sit in the middle because if you put your head back, you'd be banging it on metal. But, yes, you thought that you were cool if you could balance it between front and rear. That's funny you mentioned. Uh, if you guys get on a Wrench Nation Facebook about probably two months ago, guys, I, I actually did a whole preview. We did a video of this 55 gorgeous Chevy fuel-injected, beautiful car. And one of the features was sort of that first stage of what was surround sound. And that was an option if you got that rear speaker. So uh, kudos to, to Rich. Thank you, brother, for hanging and participating. Uh, that LeSabre was definitely cutting edge, as well as the Buick LeSabre obviously stuck around. That brand, that name, and it did take some styling cues from that 51. You know what? That for the next 10 or 20 years, the Buick was leading, you know, in styling as far as chrome and heavy metal and everything. And you wonder, you know, because it was, you know, a takeoff from so much aircraft, why didn't they have like a gun sight? Like today we call it a heads up display that projects into the windshield. You know, you see your speed, you see your temperature. Uh, you see the speed limit signs in case you didn't notice them on the side of the road. That Mercedes I was driving today pops up and tells you, hey, you're in a 55-mile-an-hour speed limit. Why are you doing 90? Yeah, it's trying to it's trying to tattletale on us. One of the other things we mentioned, actually, there's two things that I thought was really cool in, in terms of the mechanics of where we're at today and what evolved is those air silencers, right? Part of that suspension Hydraulic shocks and that adjustable suspension. Uh, you mentioned the Mercedes that had that sort of uh, kneeling and adjustment of the air ride, perhaps, on the yes. Mercedes. Yeah. But, boy, that 51, it started with those air silencers. Hey, low and slow. Yeah. That was, boy, you could low ride when you needed That's a low it. ride. If you had to pick the kids up, you'd just snap it up a little bit. And the other thing that was pretty cool 
course, along with the twin tail fins. Everyone is, is sort of reminded that 55 Chevy uh, with those gorgeous, I mean, everything had the, the tail fins were just, it was a 50, sexy. 55 didn't have 57. 55. 55 didn't have tail fins. Not like a 57. Well, we'll have to see. 55, 56. You so guys still listening. had the rounded taillights. You I said was us, there. You were there. See, I, I can't. Yeah. I was born much later, but we'll take you at your word. <laughs> Bottom line is there was so much glory in design, and it was a way for, I think we tamed the engineers, Bree, a little bit. The engineers were really about function, had nothing to do with marketing. They just knew they had to make things work for longevity and function. And here's this whole set of concept people coming around, and they were artists. They were designers. They were probably a little interesting in the way that that one eyeball went to the left when they looked at you. <laughs> These were the creative people that, you know, spurred on this whole movement of uh, design. We asked you guys, and you guys participated. In fact, it was along Facebook. Uh, we went on to uh, Twitter. And we asked you, what was the popular car of the hit Batman TV and, of course, movie series? What was the car, that concept car, that started it all? You can text us, 480 480- 655-8870. Please don't text Batmobile. We all know it's the Batmobile. <laughs> what was that concept car? Next on Wrench Nation. This is Wrench Nation. My RPMs are like going up and down, and my car is like going back and forth. What is what is that? This is the Macarena. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music. All that is car. Wrench Nation. Well, all right. Um, I'm just saying... You guys listening with us right now, I think most of you would vote that that intro music has got to go. Wally, we got to come up with better music. Car. Car. That's what I'm saying. So I want to hear some motors. I want to just tell you guys, get on the Wrench Nation Facebook. Uh, a lot of our activity off uh, off air happens there. Announcements, and we like to share in our community, and you guys have done a good job sharing. I'm saying get on a Facebook and tell us some of the songs you'd like to hear. Maybe a good old-fashioned 409. Yeah. Uh, I'm saying we bring some uh, car music back into the fold. Welcome back. And we did ask you guys, and I have to give in all fairness, I won't mention the car. Again, the question for you guys, and we did pose this on Ranch Nation Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, was what was that infamous, world-famous car that was seen as the Batman-Mobile in the Batman TV movie, mainly TV series. I want to give you an opportunity to chime in. A lot of you got on a Facebook, and I will give you some shout-outs here in a minute. Again, what was that car? What was that concept car? It started as a concept car, uh, and it ended up being one of the most stylish Batman mobile. Wally. That, that's right, but it came out of the trash can because that's where it ended up. It was, what, what was it called? The Don't say it. The, don't say it yeah, we're yeah, trying the, to get folks to participate don't foo, foo. all right he gave you a clue it's a foo foo a lot of you got on facebook and said wow gee frank that's batman mobile i uh, thought it was no. made of chicken wire yeah so let's give some announcements here for uh for facebook you guys had uh, joined in i actually wrote this name these names down because it means a lot we actually sent an email and by the way you can catch uh, get on a wrench nation uh website Get on the email thing because we like we have some giveaways and it's all kinds of wrenchnation.tv. Thank you. Set it straight. Uh, Abraham Cabellus, Brian Winograd uh, from Broadway Transmission out of Ohio. They all got it right. So I'm giving you guys, our live audience, an opportunity. 480-655-8870. What was the concept vehicle? 